Hello and welcome back to the Bopo Besties podcast. I'm Natalie, aka Natal D. And I'm Victoria, aka Fly for a Ginger. And today we have a very special February podcast all about love, worst breakups, and shapewear. Well, is it really about love if it's about breakups? <laughs> I mean, they come hand in hand, right? I suppose so. Yeah. We're definitely going to talk about love, that's for sure. And the lack thereof. The lack of love. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do we want to start with shapewear? I feel yes, like... let's start with shapewear. Yeah. Um, so the reason I brought this up is because I've been posting a lot of videos on TikTok and I've received comments like, you know, you, you need to invest in some Spanx. And I was already kind of interested in bringing this up on the podcast uh, to begin with, shapewear and just like, you know, people really love it or they really hate it or, um, and now it kind of feels like it's almost a way to be fat phobic Mm -hmm. of like, you need to smooth out your body by using this constrictive underwear. And I was just very appalled that people felt that they could comment that. And um, so I was just thinking we could talk about our stance on shapewear, if we love it, if we hate it, and um, how people kind of weaponize it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have been weaponizing it more now than ever. I think it's just something else that fat phobic people have found to use against us. Mm -hmm. Like, well, are you wearing shapewear or you should be to suck that in, to hide that, to further hide, Mm -hmm. restrict your body? Um, I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm against shapewear, but me personally, I do not use shapewear. Mm-hmm. I have not used shapewear. I have never, I wouldn't say never. I've used it at like prom. I wore mm-hmm. like a shapewear or like a special event once I've worn a shapewear. But I would say I can count on one hand the amount of times I've actually worn like a Spanx restricting yeah. tight shapewear and I immediately hated it. That's why I've only worn mm-hmm. it like five times hated it i don't think i own one in my closet now i have no interest in buying one um it's and and for the main reason for me is it's uncomfortable it's extremely uncomfortable it's constricting and that is the point is to constrict you to hold you in to suck you in um but i rather be comfortable than you know smooth out a roll and the reality is no matter how many shapewear things you put on if you have a fupa, you're still going to have a fupa. If you have thick thighs, you're still going to have thick thighs. If you have back rolls, they're not going to disappear. Um, I feel like shapewear, it, it honestly, is is more useful maybe to a slimmer person where yeah. they do have just a little bit here or a little bit there where they can actually literally hide it or suck it in. Fat people, you can't suck it in. There's no sucking in. It's It's just going to go other places. It's just going to go other places. It kind of is like liposuction. It's like it's only for people who only have a tiny little bit of adjustment to do. You know, you're still fat. (laughs) Yeah, you're still fat. Like, the shaper is not going to hide anything. Um, And like I said, it's... If you're fat, you're fat. It's yeah. not going to hide anything. And, like, if you have a bee belly, it's still going to have it that It makes it indent. more than a it, bee belly. It's just yeah. a smoother bee belly. Smoother bee belly. Uh, yeah. And I've tried Spanx before, and I swear to you, they send you three sizes too small. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So uncomfortable. I've tried the ones that go, like, under the bra. I've tried yeah. ones that are just shorts, and they roll down. Like, besides being uncomfortable, I don't think they really work very well for yeah, me. Yeah, they're not made for plus-size bodies yeah. for a reason, because they don't really do much for a plus-size body, in my opinion. 
And um, yeah, they're they're not made for that. The sizing isn't made for that. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I have to size up like two times, mm-hmm. but then it's then it defeats the purpose mm-hmm. of being constricting. So I I'm just not the target audience or the consumer for a shapewear. I don't think it's like a bad thing. I, I actually really don't. I don't feel like. Um, wanting to wear shapewear makes you fat phobic but i think when people comment oh you need to put your body in shapewear they're weaponizing it now but i never view personally i never viewed shapewear as a fat phobic thing mm-hmm. i didn't um and i still don't because i i don't really think it's made for plus bodies anyways i could see it maybe being harmful for those with like body dysmorphia mm. um using it as a way to constantly alter your body mm-hmm. um I guess like binding your body, but not in like a right. not in like a self identification way. Just like a I hate the way that I look, so I, every day I'm going to. And there's certainly people who use it that way. I I know people who wear it every single day. Yeah, every single day. And I think in that case, it is like a comfort blanket kind of. They're self conscious. They're uncomfortable with their bodies and the shape where make them feel more comfortable. And so for that, yes, they have fat phobia within themselves, mm-hmm. but the product actually makes them feel better. Yeah. So I I don't see Shaper as the enemy. I see the people and maybe the advertising and the way they push it, the way they market it sometimes, or the way people weaponize it in your case as extremely harmful. But the product ex- itself, I, mm-hmm. I don't see it. I see it more as like body neutral, like, yeah. I've definitely seen some very harmful advertising Mm. um, because it's, you know, further pushing that ideal body shape of that hourglass Mm -hmm. shape. And you you could look good if only you had shapewear kind of advertising is is very harmful. Very. And um, it just kind of gives that weaponization to those people who are like, ugh, I see your rolls or, oh, why are you wearing a bodycon dress? You know, it obviously doesn't fit you. You need to wear Spanx. Like, it all just kind of goes in together. And then comes diet culture and, you know, I think it's a part of it Mm. if it's presented in that terrible, awful way of you need this to look good. You don't look good without shapewear. I definitely think there's niche industries within the shaper industry that is extremely fat phobic in your case i know there's like a lot of ads on facebook i'll get of like the waist cinchers uh-huh. i think those are very dangerous also like the the faja it's like the brazilian version it's like the full body one a lot of girls wear it after they get bbls after they get surgery or like it really cinches you in and gives you like the bbl hourglass look their advertising is usually extremely toxic. A lot of before and afters. I think if there's any before and after, mm. it's going to be fat phobic. It's going to be toxic. But then I think there's also that niche industry. Like I see more of like Spanx. I feel like Spanx doesn't necessarily have the most toxic advertising, like their company itself. Mm. And then there's like Shaper Mint, I know is one that carries plus sizes. There's like a few ones that do carry plus sizes that I don't necessarily see like fat phobic or toxic marketing. Yeah. Um, I will say Spanx's sizing is not good. No, it's I, off. I tried it's off. 3X and it's definitely three or four sizes too small no it's definitely off yeah. but i think that they're like such an og in the industry they don't necessarily even need to do average like i don't see a lot of spanks advertising hmm. 
personally but maybe i'm like i'm not you know everyone's social media is so different so like when i was saying before i was like oh i don't think it's fat fall because i don't really see a lot of it and when i do it's more like shaper mint like all different types of bodies like mm -hmm. in those shapewear and it's like the message is just more about like smoothing rather than like reshaping your body mm -hmm. but then when i think deeper into like old advertising you used to see with like the fajas the waist trainers it was definitely about carving your body to be something you're not mm -hmm. and like attaining that goal attaining that body goal that's extremely toxic extremely toxic so of course it all depends on what you're looking at if you're in if you've curated a body positive safe space for yourself you can be somewhat protected against that mm -hmm. not always like in your case you're still gonna get fat phobic comments no sure. matter who you follow or or what you do yeah. um but i think that's what it really comes down to is you can curate your social media in a way where you will see a lot less of those toxic things mm -hmm. like in this new year i'm gonna be very honest i have seen very few ads about weight loss but that's also because they're not targeting their ads. I'm not in that mm -hmm. circle anymore. And that feels awesome that I haven't seen a lot of it. But I also know I'm part of the minority there. So my experience is definitely not the normal experience of most people mm -hmm. on the internet. I mean, I think it plays into a person's own internalized fat phobia. Um, yeah. which, which is hard to get away from. I, I can admit I do have internalized thoughts about myself and sometimes other people that I have to like pause and think mm -hmm. about like why are you having these thoughts that's not it's not okay um but you know if i was to constantly see ads about shapewear i honestly i probably would cave and get some um mm. but um i don't like it because it is uncomfortable however my exception is i'll get like the shorts but i'll order a size up like the anti-chaving shorts kind of but, yeah, they, it, but they're meant to be yeah there's like, definitely been times support. before i found the like special anti-chafing sort shorts mm -hmm. which have saved my life thank you thigh society right thigh society is the and one i under wear summers. and under summers mm -hmm. thank you because that's exactly the product i was looking for for 10 years and couldn't find it um but before that yeah i would get like spank shorts or i would even get like workout shorts mm -hmm. like the tight like legging shorts mm -hmm. um and i would just size up one once or twice so they weren't Tight. yeah yeah which is a great option if you are if you are in the size range where you can size up one or two um like there's lots of shaper brands where it's nice because you you know you can wear shorts without chafing without mm -hmm. it being too tight so there's definitely like multi ways to use the product mm -hmm. um doesn't always have to be like restricting yeah or but, but i've definitely gotten a lot more comfortable with my belly rolls and yeah. even purposely post those rolls yeah sometimes um, for my New Year's Eve post, I was kind of crouching a little bit, I guess, and mm -hmm. it was very prominent. Um, and I was like, look, I'm posting this on purpose because that's my belly and that's how it looks and and that's totally fine. And I just, I think it's super gross um, that people are suggesting um, that someone wear shapewear because they don't like the way that person looks. Like, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. Um, and I also think there's an issue with with those posts because what if a young person's seeing that mm. and internalizes that? That's like where a lot of my fat phobia comes from yeah. is growing up constantly hearing like, wow, you've gained weight or you're fat or, yeah. you know, um, looking around and seeing that I am fat and um, 
I I wouldn't want that for someone. Mm -hmm. I I would be appalled if like my niece had to grow up with stuff like that. You yeah, know what I mean? and we definitely grew up that we you and me both, mm -hmm. and it was this is during that time where there was no such thing as body positivity mm -hmm. or or plus size models or anything, mm -hmm. right? Um, Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers. Yeah, Jenny Weight Watchers was the big thing. The yeah. biggest loser. Yeah, we, we grew up with that. Um, and busy. looking back on that, yeah, I had Spanx. I probably got my first Spanx when I was like 13 years old, probably. Maybe even younger, maybe even 12, I don't know. But I definitely remember, like, I always had a couple Spanx in my closet. That's terrible. Always. Always. And I remember prom. My mom got really mad because it was the day of prom. And I, try, I like, tried to put on my Spanx. I had gained weight. Mm -hmm. They no longer fit. And I said, Mom, can you run to the store, like, now and yeah. get me some Spanx? And she did. She went to, like, the Kohl's near my house and, like, got every, like, 2X, 3X Spanx that she could find. And that luckily one did work. And I felt yeah. more comfort comfortable. But I remember it wasn't just about hiding the rolls. It was about the anti-chafing. Mm -hmm. I couldn't wear a dress. I didn't wear dresses up until, like, two years ago, honestly. Because mm -hmm. I couldn't find a product like shorts to wear underneath dresses. Gotcha. So I had to wear the Spanx because that was all that was available mm -hmm. at like a Walmart or a Kohl's or a Target. It's yeah. just Spanx. Yeah, so if that's why you wear Spanx but you also find them uncomfortable, come to our side of uh, Fatland. Um, there's Thigh Society and yes. Under Summers and I love highly recommend them. Highly. They're not yeah. constricting at all. This is not sponsored by the way. No. I wish we were. No. I wish we were. We should be. Um, but they're not, it's literally just like a second layer of skin. Like it's not tight at all and it's not going to smooth anything at all. It's not going to help you at all. Um, but it literally saves you from chafing. Honestly, I think I have some Under Summers on right now because I'm wearing a skirt. I have one. I have, I'm shocked that you you wouldn't. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. them on now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor us! <laughs> yeah, please. Um, okay, do you have any other thoughts on shapewear? I think that kind of yeah. sums it up. My summary is it's not inherently bad. It's how people weaponize it and market it. That can be super toxic and bad. Mm -hmm. And I think if you want to wear uh, shapewear, totally fine. I'm not going to... I'm not one to... Who am I to judge you? Um, I think it's fine to want to. I think it's fine not to. I think it's fine to size up twice to use it more as an anti-chafing. Mm -hmm. I think it's fine if you boycott them forever. I think it's fine if you find them fat phobic or if you love them to death. I, I think it depends on the person, but ultimately, like, maybe we can get that, that industry to be more body neutral, if not body positive. And I definitely see a lot of companies that are offering plus size shapewear who are moving in that direction mm -hmm. where it's not necessarily about reshaping your body. It's just about like smoothing. And yeah. I think that's fine. And now I'm thinking about how you said like before and after. Mm -hmm. I totally see what you're talking about. Like showing that side by side is always going to have kind of a fat phobic yeah. message. Yeah. So they just need to bring a positive messaging across that's mm -hmm. not look at your roles, now look at your smoothness a kind of messaging that it's yeah. it's it should be about your comfort mm -hmm. rather than the way your body looks before and after absolutely yeah uh so yeah support your decision i support you if you want to wear them if you don't i personally most of the time do not wear them if i do they're sized up so that they are not restrictive yep yeah 
So now we are going to go on to our next segment. Uh, I thought it would be fun to talk about breakups because I have just recently been through a breakup and this episode is going to go out February. So let's go against the feel good uh, vibes. <laughs> we'll have some. But uh, I thought we could go through just bad breakups. And um, Natalie, I know you've got a lot. Do you, I do. <laughs> are there any that kind of stand out to you as like the ultimate worst? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, oh gosh, there's like three main ones. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I think I'll go from like most severe to least severe of the most severe. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um. So we talked about it, I think, in one of the first uh, podcasts that um, I'm a serial monogamous. I'm a serial long term dater. So I think the shortest relationship I've been in was six months, the longest four years. Um, in my current relationship, we've been together almost four years. Um, we've been married two years. Um, but when I was uh, 16, I met a European guy online and we fell madly in love, like soulmate kind of love. And when I was 18, I moved to the Netherlands to be with him, to go to school and to date him. Um, and we had been together for two years at that point. And then I found out through living with him that he was a severe alcoholic and drug addict mm -hmm. and he hit it extremely well. And obviously, you know, I was so young, I had never been around alcoholism or, or drug addiction or addiction at all. So I didn't even know the warning signs. Mm -hmm. Looking back, I could probably figure that out now. Um, so I stayed there a year, toughed it out. It was horrible, <laughs> as you could probably imagine. Um, and when I got back, I was like, my life had been completely annihilated. Yeah. Like I had to completely rebuild myself, rebuild my future, rebuild my path in life. It was, you know, I had like a 10 year plan and that was squished in a second. And I literally had to rebuild myself. You had to like find yourself all over again. I had to completely wow. like reinvent myself completely. It was traumatized. I was only 19 years old. Yeah. So I was severely depressed. Anyways, I couldn't break up with him because I was, even after all of that, even after a year of dealing with addiction and fighting and trying to get him help. And of course, when someone has addiction, only they can help themselves. Yeah. Um, I couldn't let go because I loved him so. So you came back to the States still in a relationship? I came back into the States wow. still in a relationship and I couldn't let go, even though I didn't really want to talk to him. Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to uh, video chat him. I didn't really want to have conversations because I was so deeply hurt. Mm -hmm. I still couldn't let go. So ultimately what happened was I hung on and hung on and hung on, even though I knew what I had to do. Until eventually, it had been like six months after I moved back, and he, he broke up with me over text. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. He broke up with me. Let me say that again. He, the alcoholic drug addict, broke up with me. Um, and I was so upset because I was going to do it like a week later. Yeah. But what made it Wait, like... you were planning it out I week? was, but what makes it even worse was I was like begging him not to break up. Like I was uh -huh. begging. And I was like, don't, we don't need to do this, yada, yada, yada. We can make it work, which was not true. And to be very honest with you, I was severely heartbroken for probably 
two, two and a half years after that. Like, yeah. I would cry. I would be upset. And there's still a part of me, honestly, that will always love him. Yeah. Um, I've definitely come to terms. It's been, I think, like five years since then. So come to terms with that for sure and realize, like, we were not the right people for each other. Mm -hmm. But there's still, like, that, like, deep soulmate kind of love there. Yeah. Um, was he your first love? He was my first yeah. love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was my first love and like the the deepest, the fastest love. I feel like those are because my story is going to be I definitely was not with this person for that long, but it was like a very quick but deep love. And it took me forever to get yeah, out of the funk ever. Like, what the heck is uh, it? With it's like drugs. It's like they drug you or something. It's like no, such a whirlwind. Yeah, and I remember when we were dating, like, I would cry because I felt so lucky to be dating him. Like, that's how naive and, like, lustful it was. It was like, I would, because I was also, you know, 16, insecure, a fat girl. Nobody at high school had ever asked me out, had even, like, looked at me. And then there's this very attractive european guy who's head over heels with me and i felt like i was the luckiest girl in the world like that he could love me yeah. you know a lot of it had to do with my self-confidence and my feelings yeah. towards myself and he was one of the first guys to ever give me like unconditional love and affection yeah. and attention and it was like i needed that so bad because i had never had it because you didn't love yourself no yeah Ooh. Mm. that's yeah mm -hmm. and it took probably up until like three years ago to love myself it took a long time but in during that relationship and then after i still no. it was a okay tell, tell me about yours all right <laughs> uh i think we were together a total of like three or four months that's it yeah but Ooh. it was like a weekend and he said he loved me mm -hmm. and i felt the same Mm -hmm. And I'm talking like super duper in love with this guy. Um, and then towards the end, he got started getting like depressed. Mm -hmm. um, and I would go up to his place and he kind of lived uh, kind of far away. It was like an hour drive or something to go see him. But anyway, um, I, I didn't understand what was going on. And he just wouldn't talk to me and he sort of shut down. I told him, like, I'm willing to go to therapy. I, I really want to make this work. I, like, love the shit out of him. And he was like, well, if we're only in a few months and we need therapy, like, this isn't, that's, mm. that's not good. And I'm like, I'm willing to put in the work. Are you? And I was so dumb. And I was like, text me tomorrow if you want to make it work. The theatrics, yeah. <laughs> and there. all day the next day I'm checking my phone. Like that was so stupid to have asked him to do that. And I didn't hear from him. And mm. it broke my heart. And I was um kind of close with his sister, but I became closer because I was like, I don't understand what's going on and like what's yeah. he up to and so that made it hard to let go because I, I was friends with her and I sort of stayed in a friendship with her to maybe Get try and understand uh, um, because that was the hardest Because he didn't give you any closure. No, he didn't tell me why he was all depressed and why it felt like 
he just wasn't into it anymore. And to yeah. this day, I don't have answers yeah. uh, to that. And that, gosh, that really hurt. Knowing that you love someone with your whole heart mm. and are willing to make it work. And they're just like, nah, no thanks. I mean, that was kind of what I was into. Yeah. Like, I wanted it to work so bad. Yeah. And that, I think you hit the nail on the head with the closure thing. That is why I think it was took years to get over mm -hmm. because I would fantasize about having a conversation with him yeah. where I finally got to say how I feel mm -hmm. and put it into words and ask him why and ask the questions I never got answers to because he just broke up with me over text and then stopped answering my text and we never mm -hmm. had a phone conversation. And like, to be honest, still to this day, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with mm. him because it was so, you know, my situation so traumatic. I literally, and I'm not kidding, I have PTSD mm. from that situation from that year with alcohol. It's still a very touchy thing for me. I can't do drugs. I can't be around people who do drugs. I can't be around drunk people. It's very triggering. It takes me right back to those really dark days. Mm. So, um, I still, to this day, like, there's a part of me that really wants that conversation, that really wants that closure. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now that I'm, like, a full adult, I feel like I have the tools to communicate how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And back then when I was 19, I just shut down and I wasn't able to communicate how I was feeling. That's why I couldn't, I couldn't break up with him. I couldn't communicate. I couldn't talk to him. I just shut down. And so I never got that chance mm -hmm. to say, you hurt me. This is what you did to me. This is how I felt. Why did you do this? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's like one of my biggest regrets, you know? Yeah. Uh, I definitely had those fantasies of getting answers to my questions yeah. but now that i'm older and understand guys suck yeah. <laughs> i know that the answers wouldn't satisfy me anyway mm. um it's probably just some dumb stuff um yeah i i also know that he's not in a great spot Oh, do you know that? I know that because I'm so friends with his sister. <laughs> I don't ask, though. She'll just be like, oh, so, you know, I talked to him the other day. Mm. He's this, this. And I'm like, oh, that's... Well, I definitely think we both dodged a bullet. Oh, yeah. But there's extra light. So you just triggered memories oh. for me. So after we broke up, he reached out to me about something. Or I reached out to him and he answered. Oh, oh, okay. We broke up. We were still friends on Facebook. So, and then he deleted me one day and I messaged him and I was like, you know, I would still like to be at least like acquaintances. We were together for four years. Yeah. It's a long time. And I was like, I would still like to, you know, to keep not, we don't talk, but just like acquaintances, Facebook friends, whatever. And he was like, yeah, it's just really hard to see you with a new person. Cause I immediately went into a new relationship and that was like, another bad breakup <laughs> super toxic super super the worst yeah. relationship i'd ever been in even worse than the drug addict i feel like after that breakup it's, it was you, a string of a lot of a bad choices where i didn't allow myself to really love and yes. i broke up with and them heal. before they could break up with me mm. uh yeah a lot yeah. of yeah, yeah it went i was i was going down a hole a depressive yeah. hole a self um self-destructive hole mm -hmm. and but anyways i messaged him and added him back i said it'd like be friends he said okay whatever but it's hard to see you with someone all right 
speed, speed up to a year from then and I'm not checking up on him he's like doing his religious thing whatever my dad dies and I posted on Facebook that I've lost my father and about three weeks later he sends me a very long Facebook message and it essentially says I'm sorry for your loss I'm sorry for what I put you through emotionally financially and physically I don't know like multiple things like I am true like I I'm sorry for what I did which I really appreciated but I couldn't answer him because my dad had just died and it was like too many I was still like emotionally immature where I would just shut down mm. like that's my used to be my go-to was just shut down shut down shut down so I didn't respond to him mm-hmm. It wasn't the time for me. I wasn't in the right headspace to have the conversation, but he did initiate the conversation. Um, but I still would have, like, I want a phone call, you know, like the texting's whatever, like, but you can't, like, communicate what you want to say through a text. At least I can. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I didn't answer him. And then, like, two weeks after he sent that message, he not only deleted me on Facebook, he blocked me on Facebook, he blocked me on WhatsApp, he blocked me everywhere. Now, isn't that ironic? You send me this message, this apology, which really seems sincere. And then within like a week or two, I'm not only deleted, I'm blocked. Mm. I'm blocked on everything. Now, is that, and, and that's where like the the more, like it even came up again, like, oh my God, I need closure. Because what the fuck is going on? Like, is it because he feels guilty? Is it from guilt? Could be. Is it from something else? It's more unanswered questions. Than more unanswered questions. <laughs> That's gonna bug me. No. Um, but That's last nice. little update. I do know about him as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do know because we have a few mutual friends. Um, even though he blocked me, um, I do know that he got married mm-hmm. as well. The same year I got married, he got married in the summer. I got married in February of 2020, and she's seems oh oh she is like eight years younger than him and he also met her when she was 17 so it seems to be a pattern Um, best of luck to them i feel really bad for her because i know she's was like me very innocent raised in a very like you know religious innocent proper household and she's in for a ride with him um and second what i learned like a month ago they're pregnant he's gonna be a dad Uh well i I, for the kid's sake i hope he's turned his life around oh i severely hope he's Mm -hmm. staying sober yeah um but i don't know how much faith i have in that but yeah so that's that x well see that would have never worked with you guys anyway no see no wouldn't have worked no, it, oh no, it never would have worked. He yeah. wanted like a simple life in the foreign lands, and I want to be a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, can you imagine me? In the boonies. You know, he wanted kids, and no. I ultimately didn't. I love dogs, and he never had a dog in his life. I'll never forget when he broke up with me. He says, It's never going to work because you want a dog, and I don't. <laughs> okay. I will never forget that. I said, So that's the reason? That's the reason we're not together. That's interesting. Um, funny tidbit: my mom actually texted me this morning. I think she read the um, 
one of our previous podcasts because uh-huh. I'm putting them up as vlogs now. She's yeah. like, I read that you don't want kids. I think that's a good idea. Kids are overrated. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's something I love to hear from my mother, but okay, thank you. At least she's honest about yeah. it. <laughs> like, don't do it. I think she has some regrets. <laughs> I mean, she, she fully supports my decision to not procreate. Oh my god! I thought you'd enjoy that. I did. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. Uh, like I said, after this ex, I certainly closed off my heart a bit because it was very heartbreaking. My first love, and it was very intense love, and I kind of never allowed myself to get there for a while. Mm. And then I had a really long relationship, and we both kind of fell out of love together, and it was a very peaceful breakup. And then my most recent relationship... And the reason why that one was has been so tough, I'm still kind of going through it. It's only been a little over a month now, I think. Yeah. Like a month and a week mm-hmm. since I broke up with him. But we were together five months and he still couldn't say I love you. And that is his own issues. That's not me. And I have to kind of remind myself that. But it just brought back memories of that first love of where I felt like I love someone. I put so much into it. I put so much of myself into it. Um, I put a lot of my heart into it. And even though I was the one to break things off, it still felt very much like well, he wasn't in it. It was just yeah. kind of going through the relationship motions in a way, but like in a bare minimum, not really showing up the way someone should as a partner, at least not what I need. Because I go pretty hard as a girlfriend. I'm very supportive. I yeah, hype, you're a great partner. I hype, yeah, I hype them up. Um, yeah. So it's been very tough. Um, and I did seek out therapy because of that. And my therapist is more focused on my stress management rather than, um, you know, relationship stuff, which is fine. I've put that on pause. I'm not currently dating and I don't intend to for a while. Just kind of need to get back to me. Uh, But that's been really hard. The first few days afterwards, really tough. And then I was good for like a week and then really tough again. And it it got to a point where I kind of kept seeing his profile and I needed to just, like on Instagram, and I needed to just kind of block it out. Yeah. And yeah. Which is a good idea. So that has been really freaking tough. And I didn't even realize that he wasn't a great partner until Natalie was like, hey, I see you going really hard for this guy. You're always like talking about him in your stories and you're always giving him advice. And, you know, does he bring you what you need? Do you get what you need from this relationship? Because I didn't see it. And that's what I really needed to hear because I had a whole epiphany. And this was on a Tuesday night. I had a whole epiphany. I sent her a ton of, like, videos of, like, you know what? Actually, he didn't do this, and he he could have done this, and he's never done this. And yeah. uh, we just kind of went down a rabbit hole of, wow, this is really not, I'm not getting what I need. Mm-mm. And then I saw him the following night, and I kind of let him know, these are my expectations from a partner, and you're really just not getting there. Mm-hmm. And the following day, I kind of was like, I need to see some immediate 
intense action. <laughs> I, I gave him all, this is what, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. And he even in text was like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And the day goes by and nothing. nothing. And then we touch base again later that evening. I'm like, you still haven't done this. You still haven't done that, this and that. And then, of course, after the call, he, he does, like, bare minimum shit. And it's just like, mm, You should never have to beg a man to give you love. Yeah. To give you attention. To support you. Yeah. To root for you. Mm -hmm. To do something for you. You should never have to ask more than once. And I'm not saying... I do think you need to communicate that, which you did, yeah. which was perfect. But after communicating that once and nothing and then twice and bare minimum, yeah. it just proves that he's just not that into you. Yeah. And he is not taking it seriously or he doesn't want to take it seriously. Yeah. And good, th that's fine for him. But then you can't be together because you want something yeah. different. You want something more. Because certainly I've been in love and it's like, you know, I need you to do this for me. I, I need you to show up in a more, in a better way. And that partner who loves me shows up in a big way. Yes. It might be temporary. Yes. <laughs> it is a little bit for show. Yeah. But they, that but person they understands what you're saying and understands they need to show up in yes. a big way. So that discrepancy became yeah. obvious. And that's why I mentioned to you, too, I said I've never seen a grand gesture yeah. from this person towards you. And there had been multiple issues throughout mm -hmm. the relationship. That's fair. And there had never been, like, a big grand, like, here's flowers, here's a gift, like, here, let me, me take better. you out. I really let messed me, up. I really yeah. messed up. I'm going to do better. Not even, not, not even verbally, let alone like, like I said, like gifts and this and that are great, but like not even verbally with, I'm going to, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to do better. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to work on myself so we can work on our, like nothing, <laughs> nothing. I, yeah. I think he fell back on his past and his own problems a bit. And it, it's like, this is too much of a project for me. That's not, I need someone who's ready. Fine, fine if you've ready. been through a tough life. Like, I understand that, and I understand that comes with struggles and present-day things that you might need to work through. But if that's your excuse for everything and for not being a good partner in a relationship, then yeah. don't date. Then don't. Exactly. Don't, be, don't enter into a relationship don't with enter me. Into if a you're not willing to step up to the plate, don't tell me you want to play the game. Yeah. If you're not ready to do what a relationship entails, yeah. being emotionally committed, being physically committed, doing the things that you need to do, communication mm -hmm. level committed, then don't enter. Just have friend with benefits. Just date. But don't enter mm -hmm. a relationship. Yeah. And I shouldn't have to feel five months in that, like, I'm pulling teeth for yeah. this person to say that they love me. If you didn't feel it a couple months in, like, that's a, that's a problem. Yeah, five months is quite long. So, um, I, like, I let it go too long, but I wasn't aware. And once I was aware, cut. So, like I said... No, we, you did a great job. We came to that realization on a Tuesday, told him on a Wednesday, didn't see anything on a Thursday. I was like, when are we seeing each other again? Broke up with him on Sunday. No, you did a, such a, like... And then cried Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The amount... Thursday. Of proudness, if yeah. that's a word. Pride. Proudness, I feel for you. Pride. Pride. Yeah. Pride. Is that right? <laughs> Matter of proudness, I feel. Like, because me and Victoria are very similar in relationships. Yeah. Very. We give and give and give. And sometimes we forget to get. And sometimes we forget. It's very hard when you're in a relationship to see it 
obviously from an outside perspective and that's why friends are great to to be honest with you and, and feel comfortable telling you what's like what they see um but we're very similar in relationships and I have never been able to do that honestly and I know I should have so many times like I wasted years upon years and years when I should have just broken up with someone sooner way sooner like years sooner if not months sooner and victoria managed to do it in a week and stick with it and it was really even hard. though it it was very very hard and you really were emotionally hard. distraught and you were so depressed but you still knew that it was the right decision and still yeah. stuck with the decision and I mean, it was, there was impressive. One a couple weeks later, yeah, it was that was that. a mistake. But that's it. That's it. I'm I'm still very proud of this. I'm still very proud of you. You didn't you didn't go through with it, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never been able to do that, and I really looked up to to you. Thank like you. that was such an adult, the most adult thing I've ever seen anyone ever do, and stick with it. And just, like, know your worth and know you're going to find better and know that you're going to find someone who's going to feel the same as you mm-hmm. and someone who deserves you. So I, that's why I, I tell someone Victoria. who adores me. I want to see her with someone who hypes her yeah. up, who talks about her, who brags about her to their friends, to their family. And that's what you deserve because you're an awesome person Thank inside you. and out with your businesses, but also your personality and this and that. Like you have a lot to offer, a lot to give. And I want to see that reciprocated. And I think going through this process also showed me how much I have to offer. Mm. Um, seeing the lack of what can be offered um, by a partner because I... I feel like I do bring a lot in a partnership and I feel like every single ex I've left off better than how I found them. For sure. Like they, some of them are like living their best lives because of me and very impressive. They were projects. They were projects. Yeah. And no more. And also I just, I'm also kind of an impressive person. I have a lot going on and I do a lot and I'm a badass and going through like listing out all the things that he could have um, been, hyped me up about been proud of me about helped with like supported like my tiktok my instagram my fly for ginger business my blog the pod this podcast uh (laughs) i i now have a full-on career as a social media manager (sighs) i have my own apartment i have a car i have a dog yes you're a full i'm fully independent adult yeah living her best life i'm also very cute yeah and good in bed i am (laughs) <laughs> you know, I show up there too. You show up and yeah. show out, baby. Yeah. Oh, I do miss the sex. I miss I'm I miss sex and I miss acts of service because that's my love language. I miss having things done for me. But I also have a cleaning lady named Carmen, and she, even though I have to pay her, she's wonderful. <laughs> so there's that for now and therapy. So I want to share another bad breakup story that relates to me, obviously, (laughs) and it relates to Valentine's Day. So it's a perfect story for this podcast. Um, I was in a year and a half relationship with this person. Um, Was this before or after? This is before. I'm sorry. After 
that. Okay. Like two people after that. Oh wow, yeah. Or one person after. So but before I was. Your husband. Wow. Yeah, is this was the guy I dated before I met my husband. Oh okay. Yeah, so this was the last person I dated. Okay. Um, before now I'm with my husband. Um, and it was a year and a half. I was in college during the time. And um, I was with this person when my dad died. So it's actually kind of related to the other story. Mm. So my dad passed away in October of 2017. And obviously, as you can imagine, that's a very difficult situation. I was going through a lot. Plus, I was trying to finish college. Mm. My will to get anything done was not there. And I was severely depressed. Mm. Severe, like severely depressed obviously i've just lost a parent i was 21 years old very young um and it was very sudden and very unexpected okay so i was dating this person um so that was in october and then now moved to february um and he's saying you're just like not as fun anymore and you're just like you're like depressed and i'm like yeah i yes i am depressed that's oh my God. I don't know if you remember, but my dad died, like, five months ago. Just, just, What a yeah. shitty partner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he brings that up, and I say, yeah, I'm not feeling great. <laughs> Thanks for pointing it out. Okay. Valentine's comes. Mm -hmm. And he lived an hour away, so we only saw each other every other week. So mm -hmm. we didn't see each other in person that much, but we talked every day on the phone and texted all day. And we would play, like, Xbox together back in the day. Um... He calls me. This is Valentine's Day night. Okay. He calls me. I pick up the phone and he breaks up with me and he says, you're just too depressed. And I just am not feeling it anymore. I don't love you anymore. This is Valentine's Day and he's breaking up with me because I'm too depressed because my dad died. Wow. I hope he feels like an asshole. I don't think he does. Ugh. Um, And it gets worse. <laughs> oh. Well, the worst part is, of course, I'm on the phone crying, begging him not to break up with me. Oh. I'm such a coward. <laughs> I look back and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, I'm begging. Blah, blah, blah. No, I just think like we need to move on. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, what made it even worse was the following day, I was, so we didn't see each other that weekend because I was studying really hard because I had a huge exam on Monday morning. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. This is Sunday night. Um... And he, and he knows. He knows I've been studying the whole week for this exam. Okay, so he's breaking up with me on the night of Valentine's Day. And I have a big test early in the morning the next day. Mm -hmm. Okay, obviously I didn't get any sleep that day. Yeah. And I bombed the fucking test. Yeah. Okay, I get back from the test Monday afternoon. And I have a text that says, I messed up. No! I want you back yet! No! I messed up. Please take me back. You took him back, back to you? Yes! No! But, yes, but, like, you'll see. Okay, so I said, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, like, how are we, we had a long conversation. But, like, after that, like, obviously, I was not feeling it. Yeah. Like, at all. I didn't trust him. Was yeah. extremely hurt by what he did. So, we still, we didn't see each other that weekend. Mm. We didn't see each other the next weekend. I kind of stopped talking to him. <laughs> and so, eventually, I called him, like, two weeks later. And I said, um... Yeah, I'm not feeling this yeah. at all. Well, at least you um, got your revenge breakup. <laughs> it was obviously, it was mutual though. He was like, yeah, like I'm not feeling this. Oh no. It just went away. 
Victoria's having technical Sorry, difficulties. I'm back. Victoria is back. Um, yeah, like at the end it was like mutual and I was like laughing on the phone at him. I was being a total bitch though. So. You were laughing? <laughs> yeah, like you know, I was being Like mean. was he crying and then you were No, like, no, he was oh, not okay. crying. But I was just like, This is funny, like you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Um, but I, I got my ultimate revenge, and this is, like, one of my dirty secrets. And people are gonna judge me hard, and everyone I've ever told this to is always like, you did wrong. Oh, you know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, when we first started dating, the first time we ever met, he asked me to be his girlfriend. After, wow. like, two weeks of texting, because we went on dating app. Yeah. And he gave me that day, that first date... He gave me his high school class ring, okay? His senior class ring. And I would always wear it on a chain, like, on my necklace, because I was, like, super sappy. Necklace? Necklace. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a necklace. And I was super dramatic, and I wore it, like, all the time. Uh-huh. Okay, obviously we break up. And then, like, a week later, he texts me, and he's like, can I have my ring back? No. No. I never gave it back, and his mom even texted me, like, a year later, like, can we please have it back? Do you still have it? Somewhere, I think. <laughs> I know. It's bad. I know. It's, like, his class. But he gave it away so free, freely, number one. And yeah. then, number two, like, he broke up with me on Valentine's Day because my dad died. I feel like that's, like, such a dick move. You don't get your ring back after that. I just feel like you don't. And I know everyone I talk to is like, you need to mail it back. You need to mail it back. One, I have no idea. I, I like, this has been years. It's been like four years. So I have no idea where he lives. No idea what his number is. No idea. Like, I don't think I can find him on social media. I don't even remember his last name. Like, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) But that was the ultimate revenge for me. And that made me feel good. I'm not going to lie. It made me feel good. And I know it's such a bitch move. But... You don't just break up with someone because their dad died and then expect, like, them to give you your shit back. I mean, it's certainly karma for him from from his side, but, you know, you're also the one giving it to him. I don't know. I still love you. <laughs> I know. It's, like, one of the worst things I've done probably in my whole life. I am guilty. Well, if that's the worst, I think you're doing just fine. Okay, well, that's yeah. probably the worst thing. It's, like, my deep, dark secret is that, like... Like, he can can go on without his class ring. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. And he's going to learn not to give shit away that (laughs) means something to him. I hope he does. freaking date. I hope he does. I got my revenge multiple. That was the first one. And then the second one was he said he never wanted kids, right? Because, like, I make sure that's very clear. And I've known that my whole life. And then, like, right after we break up, oh, I found out he was actually cheating on me. His friend told me. Oh, which was lovely. That's, right, that, that, that added it. Yeah, yeah no, ring. it adds on. <laughs> and then, like, right when we broke up, he got with his other girl, which I think he was already with. Yeah. Um, and she's a child. And no yeah. shade to her, but, like, he's, like, a full-on... I'm, I'm, I think there's... I don't know. But at the time, like, he became a full-on dad. Uh-huh. I was going to send him a Father's Day gift in June. That's what I was really going to do. I was going to give him a Father's Day gift. <laughs> Said, congratulations. Well... Very to me, that's the best. That's the best revenge. Is that you didn't want kids, and now you got a kid. There you go. <laughs> okay. Well, so the, let's do some some light, fun, actual love stuff. I want to know what are some of your favorite things that your husband like does for you. 
or he does a lot for me <laughs> okay so acts of well so my love language is acts of service yes. and gifts i'm <laughs> not gonna lie and he definitely fulfills both of those. He loves to give you. He loves to give gifts so much. I have to reel him in and say no. <laughs> and that is the best position to be in. That a guy loves you so much, wants to buy you, wants to spend thousands of dollars on you every single month, and I'm saying no. Let's save. Let's save, please. And like these are gifts for me, yeah. not for him. Like no. he wants to buy me handbags and this and that and. I love it, mm. but like sometimes we have to reel it in financially. You I know, if he has a brother, but I already know the answer. He doesn't. I, I know, and I wouldn't want to associate with his family anyway. But oh. anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's another situation. Listen to some oh. other podcasts. I feel like we've <laughs> talked about it, but I mean, that's another like green light. Is he has a difficult family, and he like ultimately chose our relationship yeah. and our mental health together mm-hmm. over, you know what his family thinks and says Mm -hmm. so that's like a green light that like when the you know when family gets involved and says stuff like does he defend you does he want to stay with you or does he like well my mom doesn't like you so i can't be with you anymore and i'll also say he treats me very well oh yeah he treats my friends like he also serves my friends yeah (laughs) very much so he's very serving um very sweet yeah. very like big teddy bear i come over you're not ready he and i chat yeah he talk. and he like watches my dog mm-hmm. he goes and gets our mail since we have the ups yeah box. he gets like, our mail he gets he our makes food. me hot chocolate yeah he gets his <laughs> he food. Hot chocolate yeah. he carries my stuff he, he takes, takes our, our pictures stuff. he takes like, pictures he's fantastic that's wonderful in that way yeah, yeah. He's I've, ser- I've definitely been friends with someone who has a significant other that just it kind of felt like I don't know if they like me or not. Yeah, like they don't want you around. Or, like they're kind or of like annoyed I knew with you. they didn't like me at all because I, I require a lot of attention sometimes from my friends. Mm. And that has been a problem in the past. And, yeah. and Yankoob has no problem with that. Yeah. I think there's definitely some very like like macho men kind of types who are like, well, I'm not going to talk to your girlfriends. Mm. Like, I'm a guy. Like, kind of like, okay, you, you, girls, you girls have fun yeah. kind of thing. Talk like, your shoes and your purses. We're all adults. Yeah. Oh, okay, see you girls late. Like, they leave the house when you come over kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, they don't even want to be around a female. Mm. It's like, geez. Or they just can't be bothered because they're playing video games or something. Oh, God. I'm sorry. That's no, a red flag. Not cute. Video yeah. games. Red flag. No, sorry, but... Well, okay. I mean, so now I'm curious. What, what are some of your red flags? I know it's been a minute since you've been dating, but... For <sighs> There's so many. Pictures with a fish? Out. <laughs> pictures with a fish. Shirtless pictures yeah. on their profile. If they have the middle finger out. If they have the middle finger out. Or a tongue out. I don't understand no, why guys will, t- will put up a picture with their sister and then, like, in the caption or later on be like, that's my sister. It's like, okay, so people are getting confused or they don't they don't like the idea of you having a picture with a girl and then they have to ask about, like, don't right. put that picture up or cut yeah. her out or put it... <laughs> Pictures that are only with other people. Well, th- there was, like, a TikTok video of a guy who made them all really ugly and so he was only good looking one of the pictures. Right. I thought that was really funny. So, I mean, there's ways around that. But there is. There's, but, oh yeah. So that's just their pictures on their profile. What about yeah. red flags dating wise? Um, when they're never the first one to text you or call you. That's red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, if they take an extremely long time to get back to you, they're playing games. If they're like too interested in your body. 
Oh yeah, that's the one that or like they fat girls better watch out for. BBW. If they ever fuck off. Yeah, BBW. They're just, just sexualizing like, you. You know, like I love your ex. You know, I love your blank, but like it's more like I love your fat belly. Like okay. <laughs> No, I once had a guy, t- I didn't date him, but like on a dating app, tell me like, you'd be so, you'd be so much prettier if you gained 50 pounds. Oh. And so he's a feeder. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think that's something that plus size women really have to watch out for, that you're not a fetish. Mm. Or like they only want to hang out at their place or your place. They yeah. don't want to actually go out. They don't want to go out. Uh, if you never meet their friends and family mm. or if they never post you on social media, mm. then they don't want people to know they're they're dating you mm-hmm. um if they can't talk about their feelings or if they shut down conversations a lot because they're uncomfortable about like serious topics that's a huge issue mm-hmm. um if they make jokes about everything and can't be serious or have serious conversations yeah. that's an issue um i'm curious now who like what would be a good match for me what do you what how oh, do you, you already s- know i know but you they don't know. Okay, I'll tell you guys. I have this vision. You know, I'm psychic. I had a vision already. I've already seen him. He's not super tall, but he's not short. He's probably like 5'8", which is tall for Victoria because she's a midget. Yeah. So it's fine. He has dark hair, like black hair. He but might be a little Hispanic. You're, you're getting very specific with this vision. No, I, I have I a vision. In general, but, okay. I have, but I'm going to get there. Okay, okay. And he's cute, but he, he looks like a young face, kind of like you do. You know, like they, they always look young. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's dancing with you. We're at like a, not your wedding, not my wedding, but like an event or something. And he's hyping you up and he's dancing with you and having fun with like no care in the world. Doesn't care if people are watching. Doesn't care if he looks silly or stupid. And that's the type of guy I want. Like I see you with someone who hypes you up, who's super proud of you, who loves to brag about you, Mm -hmm. who talks about you with their friends and family, who is not afraid to be like out there and silly and like outgoing in public or like, you know, he. He cracks jokes. Maybe they're a little inappropriate sometimes, but he cracks a joke anyway. Um, He's extroverted, likes to be around people, likes to go have fun. Um, What do you think uh, he does for work? I I think I told you I see, like, somebody in, like, either, like, tech or, like, some kind of, like, corporate, more corporate job. Finance or business. Mm -hmm. Somebody that has, like, a very stable but, like, career path. Um, and they're ambitious and like climbing the ladder at whatever company you, they're at. Call me. That sounds like you. <laughs> I've seen you in my vision. Oh, <laughs> and you need little... to contact Victoria <laughs> immediately. But yeah, I've had like this very clear like psychic vision. So I know it's going to happen for you. And I know exactly <laughs> the type of guy you need. This uh, vision couldn't tell you like the date and time? No. <laughs> <laughs> His name is so cool. No. <laughs> no. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer. Bummer. But yeah, I I think I need to focus more on someone who does have a set career. Um, I think that's been the, t- the type of guy who wants to date and be in a serious relationship yet doesn't have his life in order or a serious career figured out. It's yeah. just, it's not going to work for me. Yeah. I'm a boss bitch and I got my shit together and... I think I need a partner that does too. You need an equal partner. Yeah. Everyone needs an equal partner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emotionally, emotional maturity wise and emotional mental stability, financial stability, stability. (laughs) all of that. Yeah. All of that. It's a, it's going to be a hard thing to find. 
Do you think um, living in Southern California and San Diego makes it harder? Yes. Yeah. I just know from my own experience, yeah. like, it's... The guys here are not it. I mean, I Very married someone from Europe, yeah. ultimately. <laughs> I love my international guys. I don't <laughs> click and don't connect with American men. But specifically Southern California, like even my sister, she's married to somebody from North Carolina. Mm. Like ultimately both of us marry people who are not from Southern California at all. Mm. Um, I mean, there's plenty of military guys that are not from SoCal. Yeah, that's a whole nother. But that's... that's It's a hit or miss with them, but usually a miss. (laughs) I feel like 10% are like fantastic and the the rest are like horrible. (laughs) I've been once. It was fun. It doesn't sound like that, the way you're saying that. No, it was fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It was a dress up. Um, yeah, so I think Southern California is one of the major issues. The guys here, yeah. like, they feel like they don't have to try. Hi, Moose. <laughs> they feel well, like they don't try. I mean, my plan is to continue working remotely, and that could present me with the possibility to move around. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah. Not in a rush. Um, eventually, I'll go back to dating online because I don't go to bars and socialize. I've never like met that. anyone who's like, mm, like met someone in person. I knew someone who married a guy that she met in a bar, but they are divorced and she's remarried. So mm. whatever, it's fine. Yeah, I like the dating apps. I like that you get like a quick glance at them, and a lot of time it's you can like see the immediate nose. Yeah. Very easily, you, you know? You can get right to the nitty-gritty yeah. really fast. Like, if you're a smoker, yeah. nope. Yeah, you want kids? Nope. Like, you yeah. don't... Like, imagine, like, if you found someone, like, in a bar or at a concert or something, like, how many dates would you go on until you said, like, you didn't want kids? Two? Yeah. So fi- then you're to find out all, all that, that information that's already filled out on the, yeah, exactly. the web. It's fast. It's efficient. It's yeah. business, baby. I, I think that's also why um, it's hard to keep someone's attention too it's Very like much. there's so many options there's so many so many you know you can flutter around so many fish in the so sea. there's definitely a lot of ghosting yeah, um, that happens which is unfortunate and that's part of it but anyway um i think that about wraps it up for our episode and happy valentine's day to all of you if you don't have a valentine i will be your valentine Natalie will be your Valentine. Yeah, I'll be your Valentine. So, uh, I'm everybody's Valentine. I'm my husband's that's... Valentine. I'm my dog's Valentine. I'm your Valentine. I am I am everyone's Valentine. Or or Moose can be your Valentine. We we're having issues right now. We are? <laughs> oh, Moose. you and Moose? <laughs> we're having relationship issues. Communication <laughs> communication issues. Okay. Communication <laughs> issues with the dog. <laughs> Um, so thank you all for following along on our podcast. If you have any ideas of future episodes that you would like us, topics you'd like us to cover, please let us know. We are on Instagram at Bopo Besties. You could also email us, bopobesties at gmail.com. And please follow and subscribe and check in on us and make sure we're okay. <laughs> make sure we're okay. You can follow us individually at Natalie and at Fly for Ginger. Yeah, follow us and come into our DMs. Yeah. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We can talk further one-on-one about this. We love communicating with you guys, hearing your stories. So yeah, DM us your worst breakup stories. <laughs> Maybe we'll share them in the next one. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs>